0: What is going on, everyone? Thank you for joining the Tully Broadcast. We are on for part two, um, episode two of Tully Broadcast. Obviously, the second week in a row, like I said, we're going to be doing weekly videos, going over the news for the week, and we got some big news. We got a lot of things. First off, we're going to start with some sad news with the passing of an ex-coach of the Giants. Um, but then, yeah, we got a lot of news. Playoff hockey is set. We have the semi-playoffs. We're going to be going Islanders versus Tampa Bay. So we're going east versus south, and then we're going to go north versus west, or, and we got Canadians versus, um, wow, I'm sorry, the Knights, the Vegas Knights. So, yeah, I mean, again, as you can see here, too, I got all the jerseys set up and everything. We shouldn't have any malfunctions as we did last time where they fell. I think we got a better setup, to be honest To Same jerseys, though. We got the GOAT, Saquon Barkley, and the other young GOAT, which we'll be bringing up later, up, up for the Norris Award, um, best defenseman in the league, Adam Fox, only in the second year, too. Very impressive like I said before, we're going to go into, obviously we're going to start off every time we start off with the Giants news. So we're going to start off with some Giants news and we have, we can't start off without, you know, it's been a couple days. I think he died on the 7th, which I believe is a Monday. Yeah, it's a Monday. So he died on Monday. So it's been a little bit, but uh, Jim Fossil died, obviously very sad. I think he died at the age of 71, which when you really think of it, it's not that old when you think about your grandparents. Most people die nowadays in their 80s, so it's a very sad passing. I think he believed he died of a heart attack in his home in Las Vegas or in a hospital in Las Vegas. So a very sad loss. Um, you know, he brought that team to be to play against the Ravens in 2000, and sadly the Giants had to go against the number one defense, quite possibly of all time. That defense was gross. They had Ray Lewis, they had Ed Reed, they had everyone. Everyone was on the defense and they were all in their primes and they were all killing it. So again, very sad loss. Um, A lot of people don't know, too. The Giants were in that game. Uh, My dad kind of always says that coming out of the second half, you know, they were pretty close game. I think it was maybe like 14 7. Let's say I I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it was a close game. And then the Giants' kick returner kicked it, got it, tied it up by getting a kick return out of halftime. So you're like, oh, sweet, the momentum's in the Giants' way. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're close. We tied it up, or we made it like a one possession game. We're close. We're good. And then. Giants obviously have to kick it back off to the Ravens, and they get a kick return. So it's a back-to-back kick return, and completely destroy the Giants' momentum. And that's probably according to my dad. Again, I wasn't born yet to watch this, and sadly, when this guy was, when he this guy was you know released of his coaching duties, it was in two thousand three, and I was like two years old. So I don't, I don't have no experience with Jim Fossil at all. But again, I've heard tons of great things about him. Apparently, he was a great man. Uh, I know his son sadly is coaching for the Cowboys, but that's beside the point. You know, he's a great guy. Everyone says he's a fantastic player, or a fantastic coach, I mean. um, You know, Michael Strahan had great things to say about him. Everyone had great things to say about him. Obviously, Joe Judge, in a meeting or a presser, gave his condolences to the family, as he should, and as we all should, too. Again, this we are, uh, this is, I'm recording this on, a Friday, on Friday night. You'll be seeing it on Saturday. So, almost a week since his passing. But, again, it's something to mention. And, like I said, rest in peace. Um, obviously, another thing, too, that you might notice right now, as you can hear, as you're listening... Um, watching the video on YouTube. So I pulled a little bit of a goof. Uh, I messed up the audio yesterday, so the audio wasn't as what it's supposed to be with this microphone that I got right here. This microphone, I was spent a couple bucks on it. This I did not. So I'm recording this a little janky. I don't know, but I'm recording this on Zoom. So I accidentally forgot to press that this needs to be activated. So I didn't activate this. So last time you heard me, you heard me just using my my mic on my, well, my laptop, which you guys are a little farther away. But now you hear it using this bad boy. So hopefully the audio is good. I believe it would be good, but let's just hope. Um, all right. So that's obviously, sadly, again, condolences to the family of the fossils, the fossil family's condolences. Um, and then obviously now we're going to go into the recap of mini, mandatory minicamp. I think it's just done now. I think it just finished up now. It's a couple days. Nothing crazy. But the good, thing, the good news is everyone showed up. Everyone was there. Even, and I'm going to go obviously into it right now, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, who's one of our captains on our team, probably, arguably the best player on the team. Um, I obviously with Kenny Galli coming in, I guess he kind of meets a little bit of competition. And you have Leo too, and Bradbury as well. But I would say in the offensive side, he's probably the best player on our team. Um, but yeah, so he tore his ACL in the sec ACL in the second game against the Bears. I believe. I believe this is the second game. Um, very sad. Awful. Sad. Um, so now he's just been rehabbing like a mother trucker. He's been rehabbing this entire time. He's been doing really well with it. Um, and the big thing that I noticed that I found actually, apparently he's doing the mini camp is obviously he can't, he can't participate in the mini camp and I I have no problems with that. He shouldn't be, I really don't want him to, even the first couple weeks, I kind of want him to slowly transition into it. I don't want him to jump right in and go crazy, but yeah, so he, he sadly, you know, he like messed up his knee, um, or messed up his ACL. I'm sorry. And now, you know, he's been... Doing a lot of rehab, and it's supposedly, which I'm a huge fan of this, he did rehab in, he's been doing rehab before every practice, like every mini, mandatory mini practice, he wakes up super early, comes in before everyone gets there. Works out real quick, does his rehab on the field, and then just goes back in, goes inside, and lets the boys practice. And apparently, he was like, you know, noted for quoting, saying you know, he's looking through the windows trying to see what they're up to. And he's just excited to get on that field and excited to play with this electric offense that we have now with Tooney and KG and all these other players that are on the team still that are going to probably do well with the addition of Saquon Barkley and KG as the offense. So yeah, I mean, he also was noted in saying that he's giving no timeline as far as like when he's gonna be able to come back. He has no clue on when he's coming back. And I, honestly, I don't, I don't expect him to give a cut timeline on when he's coming back, um, or even like how fast. Th- this is gonna be all under wraps. I mean, you gotta expect it. And then obviously, too, someone that was asking kind of be a little bit of a schmuck, in my opinion. But he kept on, he kept on like asking, like, oh, when are you know how, what progress? Where are you at? It's like, dude, he doesn't want to tell you, bro. Like, He wants to keep us under the wraps. Leave him alone. So it's kind of ridiculous, it's a little annoying, I hate when they do that, I hate when the reporters get all ridiculous like that, but yeah, so we have no idea how he's feeling right now, Um, he says he's doing fine, he says he's doing okay, he, again, no report, he's not giving any progress report on what he's doing, but again, that's all going to be kept under wraps, because if he said, oh yeah, I can make a cut, I can do this and that, and then like the first week or two, like he doesn't really play as much, or he plays maybe 50% of snaps, or whatever, you know what I mean, he doesn't do what people expect him to do because he said he could do these things in in June. Then, you know, this can be a whole thing, yada, yada. He's just, you might as well just give no report at all, nothing at all. Just be, just say, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm rehabbing and I can't wait to play. That's exactly what he did. Exactly what a leader should do. Um Now we're going to go into another player and this kind of made me scared. Another injury that again, this is what scares me for the Giants season. I'm excited for the Giants season. I think it will be good up until someone gets injured. The moment someone gets injured, I don't feel great. I really don't. And sadly, I don't. Um, now, Tooney came out, apparently. And apparently, I think one of the first season of minicamp, something like that, he came out and tweaked his ankle a little bit. Um, now, obviously, that's going to be scary to all Giants fans. I mean, he was our 20th pick in the draft. He was, a first, he was our first pick. He was the 20th pick in the draft. He's, he's supposed to be this electric wide receiver. We want to see him play. We want to see him ball um, he was taken out, apparently just tweaked a little bit, and then apparently the next day, I think he did come back out, and I think he did participate in the full practice, and had a fine practice, so again, it's just, it's a little scary, it just, well, I remember seeing that report being like, oh no, I've been here too many times, so again, I, I'm totally fine with that, you know, it, it worked out, I hope he's okay, I think he should be okay, he, obviously, he said before he came back into practice, and mandatory minicamp is done, they, they had the whole, they had the rest of the month off, they won't be back until like July-ish, probably mid-July, I don't know the exact starting date, but I wouldn't assume it's after july 4th and i would assume it's probably a couple weeks before the first uh the first uh, preseason game which has come out too we're playing the jets which we always do the Patriots, we always do we're playing the browns as well and we're doing two joint practices between the patriots and the browns pretty interesting um i know i'm pretty sure joe judge and stefanski the head coach of the browns both have a relationship and obviously joe joe judge has a relationship with the entire Patriots staff so that obviously makes sense um should be interesting. Joe Jetson, he's really excited. He loves these kind of joint practices. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't hate him at all. It gives, you a little, it gives you a little something. I know, like, you know, when... Again, I only played in high school, so, I mean, I really can't talk much. But when I, when I played in high school, like, you know, the big thing was, um, you like, the first couple of weeks of practice, you realize, like, oh, my God, I just want to get... You want to, like, get to play other people and stuff like that. And it gets a little, like... It gets a little repetitive for sure, but when it gets repetitive and you're playing the same guys and you're playing your your friends, really, these guys are your friends. When you're playing these guys. It gets repetitive and it's not as fun. You want a little more competition. So this competition comes in when they play you know, the other Browns players and stuff like that, and that's going to be something that like electric. It like, makes a little gives a little spark into like just practice and it changes the momentum, it changes the tempo and it changes every like the feelings and everything around. And it kind of shows you too compares how you feel against a team where I would say the patriots are probably not that great this year. Um I don't think they're that great. Uh the quarterback, they have a rookie quarterback that never ends up really working out that well. And then obviously so I think that we should be good against them. I think we should probably like I were I have us that we should be able to like easily have a better day against them whenever we do scrimmages. But then for the Browns, the Browns are, I think are a pretty good team in the AFC. I think they're definitely a contender to take that AFC title and go into the Super Bowl. So you want to see how you com- how you compete against the top team in the AFC. So that should be interesting. I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, the preseason games. I mean, I'm not like going crazy with the preseason games. I actually think I'm gonna try to go to a couple. Um, I'm gonna try to go to one because I think I, I I think I can get tickets to go to one. And now you know that the whole we have full capacity. Thank God i'm so excited everything's back but we're getting full capacity for these games i'm so excited to watch them now i believe i will be able to go to to one or two before i go back to school so i'm really excited for that um they are just preseason games they're nothing crazy but they are still fun i think they're fun personally i love because i know i'm a little nut i don't know if you guys are all are but i i know like the backup 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 running back i want to see how he i want to see how gary brightwell plays i want to see how all these guys play um I'm excited to see them play. They're really the ones that really need to play in these games. The starters, you know what they're doing. They're probably going to rest. Maybe the first game, I think the starting quarterback, like Jones will probably go out for like, you know, um, like an offensive set or whatever whatever you call that. Offensive drive, sorry. All the starters might, and that's a big maybe in the first game. Then the second game, I think he usually plays like a quarter. And then the third game, he might play like a whole, I think he should play like a whole half or like a quarter and a half, something like that, that's usually what they do, um, I don't like this whole idea of just not playing them for the preseason, and then putting them straight into week one, like no hitting, and stuff like that, I don't like that, I want them to start getting a little bit of hitting, um, I think that's probably better for you, you get a little pad on pad action, get your body ready, but again, I don't get paid millions of dollars to do this, the coaches do, so I gotta hope they know that they're doing, I'm sure they do, all right, on to the next part, which is Logan Ryan, and guys, I know. I remember talking to my cousin. I believe I don't want to out him right now, but I believe my cousin thought that when we draft, when we signed Logan Ryan to that three-year, like thirty million dollar extension or something like that, he was. like, What the hell are we doing? This guy is an absolute leader. He's taking over the team. He's a stud. He's a great guy. Great leader. I love this guy. He's his thirty million dollar contract. I don't care if he plays another down for the rest of his life. He it is already earned. He supposedly was reported talking to other guys like Antro Roll, Corey Webster. um uh Jason Jason Seahorn. so the to the young fans who don't know who Jason Seahorn is actually a little fun fact trivia question if you ever get this he was the last starting white corner in the NFL little fun fact but anyway beside the point great corner some people like my dad he says he has the greatest interception of all time you gotta look that up Jason Seahorn interception but he was fast as a lightning Jason Seahorn. Jason Seahorn was an absolute stud and trial role you know who he was absolute stud on those Super Bowl teams, and Corey Webster was a really, really, really good lockdown quarter. I loved Corey Webster going up, number 23. Um, again, I don't remember, but I remember growing up and everything, I don't really remember the games that well, but I do remember some of the players. I loved Corey Webster. I loved Brandon Jacobs. I loved um, Hakeem Nix. He was my favorite player. I used to have a jersey of him, so these plays were all great, and yeah, I'm really excited to see, I'm really excited to see him talk to these guys, because he asked, like, how was it like when you were co- when you were, you know, coming up, like, how was it like to, what what does it mean to be a great secondary? What does it mean to be a great second giant secondary? And that's exactly what they were. You know, the Antron Roll and Corey Webster. I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Don't quote me on this, but I'm like ninety nine percent sure they were probably on the same t- secondary. Um, and Jason Tyron was in the, the early two thousand. were probably under. I think he was under Fassel. So I think that's probably when he was playing. So yeah. These guys have all been on great teams, all been great guys, and he just wants to make this team better. And he supposedly was even saying that he's teaching the young guys what it means to be a Giant, because he knows how much it means to be a Giant. He knows the history here. He knows the four Super Bowls, and they want to be great. And I think they really do have a shot to be great. Now, going into the secondary as well, sadly, this is not as great as Logan Ryan, who I think I cannot wait to see, a true leader, and honestly, a guy who I think should deserve to see. to be totally honest with you. I think he will get to see. He's a true leader, in my opinion. But going into another person that... Uh, you know, I had a whole Twitter debate on, I had a debate on Twitter, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter, but it's the same thing as it is my YouTube, just tell you broadcasting follow me on Twitter, I had a good tweet today, it was pretty funny, you gotta look at it, definitely follow me on Twitter, uh, I'll probably put the link in the description, but supposedly Sam Beal got a gun charge in 2020 of June, I believe, June of 2020, I believe, uh, yeah, you got a little bit of a gun charge, and a lot of guys are like, oh, I can't wait to see Sam Beal play, I can't wait to see this, that, uh, Sam Beal's probably not gonna be a giant anymore, I didn't think the Sam Beal was gonna be making the team. I didn't think he's gonna be making it over Yosem, or uh, Isaac Yadam. Uh, I didn't think he's gonna make it over him, and now this is definitely cemented. I thought maybe there there's gonna be a fun competition. I got to you get to see what this guy does, but Joe doesn't want any anything like this at all. The Giants don't want anything like this at all. Excuse me. So sorry, sorry to Sam Beal, but you're probably out now. But you're probably out. So yeah, I mean it's very sad for Sam Beal. I do feel really bad for the guy. He got a you got a gun charge, but the other thing too that. This is a little aggravating to me. It's a little aggravating. Like, he got a gun charge after he opted out of playing last year. And again, I respect any player that opted out. It was a weird time last year. I totally understand if you wanted to opt out. It was your choice. They gave you the choice to do it. And again, I respect a lot of people that that did it for the COVID. I understand. I totally totally understand. He did it last year. And then eight days later, he's out and about getting gun charges, getting arrested in Ohio or something like that. I think it was Ohio. Like, dude, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing? And that's not a good look at all. You know, you could see that he was doing this or that. You'd assume if he was opting out. He was very nervous for COVID. And some people were, and I totally understand. That's fine. I totally get it. But you would assume he's nervous for COVID. Then you should be quarantining. You should be hanging out inside. You shouldn't be out and about partying, I would assume, getting pulled over with a gun charge and getting gun charges. That's not what you should be doing. Not a great look at all for Sam Now, again, I don't know exactly how he got arrested. So I guess those last claims I just said you could put away. But again, he got arrested. He got charged. With, um, he pled guilty for gun charges in last year of June. And yeah, this is probably going to be the last draw for him. He was got injured a bunch. He was a good. He was an interesting prospect coming out of college. We got him with our comp pick in twenty eighteen. it was really interesting. We got to see what he was going to do. We were excited to see what he was going to do. But sadly, it just never worked out. It just didn't work out for him. You know, and I don't think we really need him necessarily. And that's kind of what I was saying, like on this Twitter thing, is I was saying like. So our secondaries are going to be obviously Adoree Jackson and James Bradbury going head to head. Um, Adoree Jackson is probably going to go with the fast guy. Uh, James Bradbury is probably going to go with, like the big guy. That's just kind of my opinion, and that's even what James Bradbury kind of hinted at. he was like, I think I'd cover both people, but James Bradbury's a little bigger than Adoree Jackson, and Adore Jackson Jackson's a little faster than James Bradbury. It's just how it's going to be um it's but it's, it's fantastic we have two very locked down corners just pray to god that Dory jackson can stay healthy and also the same pin same thing for james bradbury but adory jackson has had some injury issues but going back to my last point so you have those two and then you have your slot your slot corner is not settled either you have darnay holmes aaron robinson who was playing he was a kid out of ucf who people love the giants love this kid he's an absolute stud and i love him too if you get this guy it's, he's six one, one ninety four. 194 i looked up 6 one one 4 playing your slot corner? That's a stud. That's an absolute stud. That's massive, especially for the slot. I'm super excited to see that kid play. And then you obviously have the kid that we, we drafted very late in like the, the draft. You never know. I mean, maybe he might not even make the team. I forget his name now. I apologize to him. But he might not make the team. Or he might just be, you know, like a, a practice squad guy. But then you also have Julian Love, Isaac Yadam. Um, again, like I said, Darnell Holmes. So there's a lot of guys. It's a very, very, very busy cornerback room. And... Sam Beal, like he was gonna, he could compete, he could compete and maybe play better than Isaac Yadam. Because that was kind of the thing I was talking about on on Instagram or on Twitter, sorry. Was I was, it was between Isaac Yadam and Sam Beal, it seems like. And that's probably, probably what it is, right? That's probably right. But it's between those two, it's like who's gonna make the team. And when you think about it, like Isaac Yadam, dude, um, he doesn't have gun charges. And again, it's very sad, I'm sorry, but this team doesn't want to have anything like that, nor do I. I don't really want any problems, any off the field issues. I get it, guys make mistakes. I totally understand. It's I am sure it was a mistake, but this is not what the Giants want. They don't want that at all. Alright, and now going on to our last topic about the Giants is Patrick Graham. I mean again, what else is there to say? I talked about Logan Ryan. Love Logan Ryan. Love the guy, love the captain, who I think he will be a, he will get to see this year. Love everything about him. Just as much as I love Logan Ryan, I love Patrick Graham too. I think Patrick Graham like I'm uh, Giants fans, don't get used to this. Don't get used to this defense that we're gonna have as far as scheme goes. Let's pray to God he's teaching somebody how to play, how to coach a good defense right now because he is an absolute genius and this man deserves a head coaching job. He's a fantastic guy, super smart, Yale grad, and yeah, he said today that he that being a Giants defensive coordinator was his dream job growing up. Come on, I mean, come on. How can you hate that guy? Fantastic fantastic, I mean, I love to see that, I love to see you guys play, like, love to see people care that much and be this passionate about the team, now, I showed this to my cousin, he was like, well, he had to say that, maybe fair, maybe fair, but, again, he said it, you only really see people saying that about, like, these, these places, oh, it's my dream job to coach for the Browns, no, it's not, it's my dream job to coach for the Titans, oh, I don't see anyone saying that, Pat Graham, he said it, super excited, super happy, I love this defensive coordinator. I think he's a fantastic coach. I cannot wait to see what he does as far as... I think his biggest thing is he likes to have really, really good coverage so he can do these crazy blitz packages and stuff like that with his defensive line. And he's going to get that now. They've stacked that they've stacked that defensive secondary with Adore Jackson, James Bradbury, Jabril, Logan Ryan, Xavier McKinney, all studs. Aaron Robinson, if he could step in his shoe or something like that. Darnell Holmes, who played very... Who played okay, got a little lost, but didn't allow a touchdown last year. All studs, all studs, locking everything up. They're gonna have we're gonna have tons of sacks, tons of coverage sacks, and I'm so excited to see guys like Aziz Jolari, Leonard Williams. I'm excited to see these guys flourish into the position that they need to position that they need to flourish into. And they need to, we need to be able to have like, some kind of pass rush. We've never had a pass rush ever. It's so aggravating. But again, I'm super excited for this guy. I love this guy, and I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be a great coach for a different team. It's very sad. Now he, when asked if he would take an interview with another team, he did say, "Listen, obviously you want to like progress in your in your whatever. He's like you want to progress, but he was like, I don't give a shit about that. Right now, I care about just. He's like I just care about stopping the second the second team offense today. I I was as we do scrimmages, I like that. How do you hate that? It's fantastic. Him and Joe Judge are like best friends. You know, they're boys at 100%. I, I really honestly think we'll probably lose both our coordinators. Jason, Jason Garrett doesn't want to be here. Let's just be honest. He really doesn't. He want, he was getting interviews and stuff like that. He's probably going to get a job. And then, obviously, the same thing for Patrick Graham. He denied an interview with the Jets, which I would deny an interview with the Jets, too, to be honest with you. But, like, again, he he wants to be here. I'm really excited for him. But if he if there's a perfect opportunity that comes to him, which they, there will be, he's a great coach, great guy, extremely smart. He's probably gonna take it. And it's really sad to accept that, but I'm gonna just take all that I can take for this last, whatever, however much time I have left of them, I'm gonna take it. All right, now so we did Giants news. Covered that. Now we're gonna go into the NFL news. And the NFL news is, and it's very old, I think this happened literally like a week ago now, but I didn't talk about it in my last episode, so now I gotta talk about it now. Julio Jones to the Titans. And now this obviously helps me out a lot because you're gonna know, like later on we get into it, fantasy football, I'm a huge fantasy football guy, uh, I'm in two leagues as of now, uh, probably gonna be in three for my college league, but two leagues as of now, um, one is obviously from like my hometown friends, and then obviously another, I have a dynasty league going on here, and the dynasty league is crazy, so it's almost like, it's almost like if every player just got off the team, and you, drew, and you just drafted teams, I keep the same players, and I do like a rookie draft, it's extremely fun, um, you're looking at the 2020-21 champ, no big deal, shout out, that league sorry guys I beat you Stefan Diggs you started the goat. you saved my life I was down like 30 points something like that and Stefan Diggs balled out in week 16 to get me 40 points and got me the win could not be happier but again Ryan Tannehill is one of my is one of my quarterbacks you get two quarterbacks Ryan Tannehill is one of my quarterbacks um And this only helps me out greatly. I'm um, super, super excited to see this. Uh, Julio Jones, you know, a little older and stuff like that. And the Titans, or the Falcons didn't really exactly get... They want that first round pick. And I didn't really see them getting that, especially because Julio Jones, I think he's 32 maybe, maybe turning 33 this year. Uh, a little older, a little bit out of his prime, um, and pretty expensive. Now, I, I think he's going to be a great compliment to A.J. Brown. I'm super excited to see the, those two play. I think they actually have like similar play styles, stuff like that. I think they're both very big, very fast, down-the-field kind of receivers. So I'm interested to see them play. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see them play. I think they're fantastic. And again, it only helps me out with Ryan Tannehill a shitload. I cannot wait to see that. Um, And like I said before, these fantasy things, I will be going into these fantasy podcasts. I will be showing you my team. I will be going into these things like that. Um, I also will be... Probably showing you the I want to do a live because like, so I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm obviously when we do my draft at the end of the summer I'm, I want to live stream that so you guys can see me draft and stuff like that and see my thought process. Um, I don't know how many of you guys are going to show up. Maybe you have more subscribers. Maybe you have more people watching. It'd be awesome. I really appreciate if you guys did show and drop a comment. You know, in the comment section, if you guys think that'd be something you'd like to watch, and you know, if you guys also have any suggestions that you guys want to see, please drop like say something. I'm always want to suggest that I want to see, see what you guys want to watch and I just want to make these videos interesting for you guys if you guys think too boring tell me to amp it up a little bit I'll amp it up but I hope I'm having I'm having a lot of fun just doing this to be totally honest I'm having fun doing it all right the last part of the NFL that we're going to talk about is Aaron Rodgers sitting out part of my take big cat loves this he's like go do your own thing Aaron Rodgers so yeah the Packers I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do guys so apparently I saw like a little dumb muck. I don't think it's true actually it doesn't make any sense when I think about it but some people are saying that Aaron Rodgers is going go to the, wants to go to the Broncos which again is a great offense and I could definitely see him going to the Broncos but some people say hey, that's where he wants to go um, and yeah I think that'd be really interesting to see him do that uh, they have fantastic players they have fantastic wide receivers they're fantastic all over the place great tight end okay running backs and I think they just drafted a running back actually this draft but they have Melvin Gordon too is pretty good and they have a fantastic defense so if I were him I'd want to do the exact same thing um, and they're our first-week first team that we play, and if they get Aaron Rodgers, that probably might be a loss. I'm not going to lie to you. It's probably a loss, but if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think it's a W because they have Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. No disrespect to those guys, but I think we can beat those guys with our defense. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play on the on the, on the the Packers anymore. And the Packers are like, cool, we don't care. They're just going to sit and wait to get a trade. I think we'll probably have another Le'Veon Bell situation. Um, I don't know if he's going to sit out the entire year but I just don't really see... I don't know where he's going to go. And he's going to demand a lot on the trade market. You know, with guys like Tom Brady... I mean, obviously, Tom Brady's a freaking nature. But he was able to play... Like, he's playing pretty well in his 40s. You know, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's only like maybe like 36, 37, maybe. So he, he's got a couple years if, he, if he's if he been treating his body right, which I think he has been. He's got a couple years until he goes on, and he doesn't want to retire yet. So that's that. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with that. This is going to be super interesting to follow. Um, and if going back to my dynasty league, I do have a lot of players. I have Courtland Sutton and Noah Fant and Melvin Gordon all in my dynasty thing. Um obviously Melvin Gordon's my backup, but Noah Fant is one of my starting tight ends. Um you know, it's it's between him and Logan Thomas each week. So, which is the tight end for the uh, um the football team, Washington football team. But yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, I'm I'm super excited to see if he goes to the Broncos because if he goes to the Broncos, it's not good for the Giants cuz he's to play in week 1, but it is good for my fantasy team. And obviously, I care about the Giants way more, but it's just one—it's just one game, and we can obviously maybe beat them. You know, it takes a little bit for him to take on taking the offense. Who knows? But yeah, coming uh, out of the Packers like training camp, though, you do see Jordan Love. Jordan Love apparently first day didn't do that great, did not do that hot. Second day though, apparently he came out guns a blazing, balling out. So good for Jordan Love. The kid got a lot of hate coming in. Tons of people were like, "Oh my God, this and that." So it's super exciting to see how he plays. on – you know, he was a little bit of a risky pick. I think they trade up for him, too. So, you never... like trade up a spot or two for him. So, you never really know with this. Um He didn't... Again, wasn't playing well in his first practice, but balled out in his second practice. So, let's see where that goes. This is an interesting thing to follow up on. And we will definitely be paying attention to this because I think it's going to be big drama coming into later in the summer. All right. Now, we're going to go on to the NHL. And the NHL... So, like I said before, the four teams are set. We have Islanders, Go Sam... Go Islander fans, go Seabass too from school. Everyone, proud, happy for you guys. A lot of people say me being a Rangers fan, as you can see, I shouldn't be rooting for the Islanders. I'm happy for them. Need them to be happy. It's good for New York. Not the city, because they're not the city. They're in, they're in Long Island. But I'm happy for them. The If you watch that last game, I mean, if you watch this series, this series was electric, to be totally honest with you. It was two teams that are very brunt, very brutal, going back and forth, Hard, they play hard, fast, and physical. Like I said in my last video, and they were going at it from the first drop of the puck to the last drop of the puck in the last seconds of the game. Great to watch! And also, too, you saw so coming out actually. A lot of people thought Tuka Rask, who's the goalie for the um, Bruins, that he might have been hurt. Supposedly, he tore his labrum, and he's gonna miss half of the year of next year. So, you know, apparently I was listening to Spittin' Chicklets who I love Spittin' Chicklets. I couldn't recommend them more. Definitely need to watch them. But they were saying that supposedly like the history for the the Bruins is that like certain guys have played like I think he said one guy played for, like a punctured Lung, I forget his name. It's it's one of the big 3 between Pasternak and uh, Bergeron. I think it was Pasternak, I think Pasternak played a punctured Lung. But guys played with these crazy injuries. And they still like managed to just play through and stuff like that. I think maybe two could get a little afraid, but I think he might have done the same thing. And I think it might have affected that team. Because you could clearly see he wasn't healthy enough. He wasn't ready. Um and I you know, I think they should have did for this game, I think they should have at least tried to change something. Or even for last game. You need to change something. Change something with that goalie. Put in the second goalie and stuff like that, especially like in the last game, you wanna maybe change something. He Tuka wasn't playing that well. Fix figure something out, that one guy wasn't playing that bad, you never know. Um, but again, the Islanders come out with the victory. It was so cool to watch them in the last period because they knew they kind of had the dub. I think it was like, oh, I'm thinking now. I think it was like four to one or something like that in the last period. And they knew they were like, this game's over. They killed it. And they were singing the national anthem, all this stuff. It was, it looked electric. Sports are back. Stadiums are back. It was so cool to watch. I was so happy to watch that. Um, you know, again, I'm happy for the Islanders. I hope they can play Tampa Bay um, which we'll go into later, Tampa Bay won, I didn't really watch this series, because I actually remember in the last video, if you were listening closely, I said Tampa Bay was still playing their first round opponent, which was the Panthers, which they were not, they're playing the Hurricanes at the time, but, because that's how much I really, I didn't really care that much about that series, I didn't really focus on that series that much, but the Islanders are going to play the Tampa Bay, and I remember last year, there's a lot of people saying that, like, some players, I think, um, I think, uh, Point, I think Point missed two games last year, um, during that series when they played in the semifinals, because this is a rematch. This is a semifinal rematch. And I think Kukurov, Kukurov I probably said that name wrong, I'm sorry, but I think he was out for the entire year last year. He just was, wasn't playing. So those are two great players on the, on the Lightning that the Islanders didn't face last year. It's a different team now. But one thing I will say, you got to go, like, go into that home, you got to go in that home stadium. You got to go into the Islanders Coliseum, and it is electric. It is electric, and the Islanders are also pretty electric. They're a the hot team right now. They're buzzing. So is the Lightning. They are buzzing. They are a great team. I'd rather see the Islanders go to the, the Stanley Cup. My buddy Sam's a huge Stanley, my buddy's a huge Islander fan. I'd love to watch him. I would love to watch them win a cup. I'd love to see him. You know, be happy, raise the cup, and everything. I'd love to see all that happen. I uh, I think it's getting good for New York. I want to see it, but. It's going to be a tough one. It's really going to be a tough one, especially with the talent that the Lightning have. You never know, obviously. The way that the Islanders play is balls to the wall, full metal, let's go. And they just play physical and they play hard and they're going to go at you 100%. But the Lightning are also big and good. They're just good in general. They have a great goalie in Vaskolinski, I think his name is. So they're a great team. It's going to be a hard one. I'm super excited. That's the series I'm really excited to watch. Because this next series I'm going to go into, the Canadians winning. And no offense to Canadians fans. And, I mean, boring, but winning boring is better than losing cool. I'd rather win boring than lose the crazy game. And that's just what the Canadians do. They just win by, you know, um, Carey Price being an absolute stud, legend that he was, legend that he is. And he's been balling out for them, standing on the top of his head. And they went 4-0. 4-0 against the Jets. The Jets didn't stand the shot. You really could see that um losing their I think, I think his assistant captain, their assistant captain Shifley, really hurt them. So again, Canadians killed it, but I don't even think they stand a shot against um the Vegas Knights, which was a fantastic series as well. I for a prediction I made wrong, that's on me. Although I did say that I thought the winner of the, the Vegas Knights, the Ve- uh Vegas um versus Colorado would win the uh the just cup. I don't know about that anymore, actually, now looking at these other teams. This is going to be electric, whoever makes it out. But whoever makes it out of the, out of the Southeast um, Cup or, or Division, I'm excited to see that. They're two great teams. I like both. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch good hockey in general. But yeah, I think that the Knights-Canadian game is probably not going to be as fun. Um, I, I'm going to go with probably Knights... I, I'll say six, Knights and six. I think Carey Price is good enough to maybe get them two games. Maybe, uh, but I think the Knights are really good. Obviously, they tied. They tied for the President Cups. Although I don't think they won the President Cup, but they tied in amount of points. Uh, because the Knights have, they have or the Knights had eighty two, and sort of the Avalanche, Colorado, but they just kicked out, which was crazy. I didn't watch the last game, to be honest with you. I had to kind of go to bed. But very, I'm very upset for my team, uh, or my not my team. I, I obviously I'm a Rangers fan, but I'm. I was very upset. I wanted them to win. I like McKinnon. I like a lot of those guys on that team. Um, Scud. I'm surprised his name 100% wrong, and Cal McCarr, I also like as well. So I like those guys a lot. Sad to see them not make it. And then obviously now we're going to go into the next part and the last part of the NHL, which is talking about my boy, Adam Fox. Adam Fox is up for the Norris, and I think he should win it. Obviously, if you don't know what the Norris Cup is, or the Norris tr- Trophy is, is uh, Best Defenseman, which will get released on the day of the Stanley Cup. First day of the Stanley Cup, I believe, and I'm excited to see. I hope he wins it. He's going against Cal McCarr, who plays for the Avalanche. Great player, great young player, and Victor Hedman. So now I'm just going off what and Chico said because I think they had a great point. Apparently the um business he said that Victor Hedman probably won't win it because he he did have a great year and everything, but this isn't his best year. So it's kinda gonna be like a tough argument when it's like, yeah, I didn't play my best year. This is my best year I've ever played, and like you wanted to win the trophy. Mm. And then supposedly Cal McCarr, you know, he missed a couple games. He missed 10 games. He missed a fifth of the year, when you think about it, because we played 56 games. So he missed a fifth of the year. That's kind of tough if you want to win the trophy for best defenseman of the year. And Fox just got better the entire year. Really didn't really didn't digress at all. Balled out this whole year. Grand, my favorite player on the Rangers. I love him. He's a great player. And I honestly think he should win the Norris. And we got lucky. Ranger fans... The recruiting or whatever for the Rangers is fantastic. We got lucky getting a guy like this super young. this is his second year he 's after the defenseman of the year in his second year, and you get defenseman you're after the defenseman of the year in your second year crazy, crazy, absolutely amazing. love to see it. super excited i uh, I'm really excited to see him win. I think it'd be a huge win for the kid I think he's a great player i can't wait to see him play for the rest of his career in New York, which I think he actually kind of wants to do because he 's from Jericho, New York, which I believe is in Long Island. Might be wrong on that but I believe it's on the Long Island, um, so yeah, I'm super excited to see that, okay, so now we're gonna go into something that's pretty interesting, that I didn't really bring up, um, obviously, I know most of you guys who do watch me probably know me, so, but I did play la- lacrosse for a little bit, and I am into the PLL, um, I am a Redwoods guy, because most of the Redwoods players are Notre Dame, you got Perkovic, um, Garn- Garnsey's on that team as well, uh, Apple's on the team, um, is another guy. Oh, Matt Landis is another defenseman. I love watching Notre Dame. I love to try to like, copy his game. So, you know, he had a lot of great players uh, from Notre Dame go on that team because you remember how they, set, how they set this league up pretty much is they wanted to get like all the colleges started off at least. They want all the colleges to kind of be all in one sort of thing. So like all the players from Albany are on like the Chaos and all the players from Johns Hopkins and stuff like that are on Atlas and yada yada, like all the players on Redwood were Notre Dame. So I kinda of was became a Redwood fan because I am a Notre Dame fan. Um I love a lot of those players, I think they're all great. So yeah, I was super excited, but something pretty interesting came out in the PLL, and you don't really see this, but Matt Gaudet, who I believe plays for Chrome, I'm 99% sure Matt Gaudet plays for Chrome. I also 99% sure he went to Yale, if I'm not if I'm not incorrect. Um, I think he got drafted to the Chrome out of Yale. Um, he got his finger bitten, a piece of his finger, like I think like that much right there. If you can see, like I think you can look it up too, it's it's pretty gruesome. He got his finger bit off in a fight that happened in this hotel they were at. And now you may say, this is awful, my god, this is horrendous, but it gets views. Gets a lot of views, ladies and gentlemen. It gets a ton of views. You have to see this guy ball out. Um, or you have to see, like, what happens here as far as, like, the league obviously suspended them, and they're planning, like, an investigation, yada, yada. But this is over. If you remember last year, Mac was that. What they kind of do is they have, like, a hot mic. They give, like, a mic, and these guys, like, kind of, like, talk shit, yada, yada. And they talk on – they talk to the commentators and stuff like that. They're doing the games. And they had a hot mic on, and he was talking – so much shit about Blaze Reardon, who apparently, I, I, I don't really know much, probably you guys don't know much about him either, but he's a great goalie, I think he went to Albany or something like that, he's on the chaos, Um, great goalie, great veteran, everyone loves him, yada yada, and he was talking an immense amount of shit, I love a good shit talker, he was talking a lot, like a lot, and I, I liked it, I thought it was kind of funny, I thought it was pretty good, and got in his head, And I think they might have won that game, if I remember correctly, but yeah, I mean that's what a good Shit talker should do. They should get a guy off his game, and he got him off his game, they didn't play well at all, and they kinda of beat him up. And then the next game, I think they actually played my boys, the Redwoods, the Redwoods, and people went at him because again, they respect this guy a lot. It would almost be like it would almost be like if someone was talking like a shitload of shit to like Peyton Manning. Everyone respected Peyton Manning, everyone loved, loved Peyton Manning. It'd be like talking shit to that guy. And people are gonna react. So cool. I was super excited to see that. But, and then you kind of thought like, oh, that's done, right? No, actually, it's not because they bit his fucking finger off. <laughs> and they were like, no, this is not done, yo. We're biting fingers now. So again, this, you may say this is bad, but it gets views for the league because I've had, I listened to part of my take, part of my take was talking, but they the number one sport podcast in the world. they the number one sport podcast in the world and they were talking about PLL. That gets you a view. Tons of views. You're like, damn, I kind of want to watch this happen. I want to watch this go. I want to watch these two teams go against each other now. Then you also had and Chicklets. They kind of messed it up. I think Biz said that he thought they were in the playoffs. Just started last week. Tough, though, innocent. Small league. But again, and Chicklets was talking about it. Um, I think uh, Patman McAfee was talking about it. Tons of players, were all. Ta- tons of people were all talking about this crazy biting finger thing and this whole scandal that went on. And now this like, gets you views and gets you memberships, and people are going to start watching and start clicking, and they're going to get into the game. It's the fastest-growing game in America, I believe, and it's a great game in general. I love the game. But yeah, I mean, this is obviously really upset. S- sucks for Mac, all day. they lost some of his finger. But good for the league. The league needs a good controversy. Um, which going to controversy? I didn't. I actually didn't write it down. I didn't think I was gonna say. I was gonna talk much about it. But uh, Garrett Cole, can the Yankees? Can the Yankees like get that guy like better PR? Um, why are you talking about that? You're like low key cheating. With like this shit on your, I don't know what they're doing with the baseballs. Like everyone's doing the, I guess all these the baseballs just dumb. I mean it is. I, if you like baseball, I'm sorry, it's stupid. It's boring. It sucks. It's boring, and everyone's cheating, and it's not fun. It's just dumb. Apparently the pitchers are doing something with like something called a spider track or something like that. I don't know exactly what it is, but they're like they're like touching their arms. I saw someone doing like He touches his arms after every play, and then he'll like touch the baseball, and they get like a better grip on it, and they can do all this shit. And that might be why there's been more no hit games. So I mean that's whatever, but dude, he was like he was asked like, oh, are you using Spider Track or whatever? All you gotta say is no, no, I'm not using Spider Track. He was like, uh, uh, how do you want me to answer that? It's like, dog, what are you ta- what are you talking? Like, what are you doing, bro? Just say no. So Yankees, I mean again, I I like the Yankees ish. I would probably call myself like a, whatever fan of them. Um, I don't really care that much about them. Two teams, as we see, but. Whatever, um, but just like, dude, like, what are you doing, bro? Dumb. All right, now on to the last topic of the night, uh, or of the day, really. Whenever you're watching this, again, I really appreciate you guys listening. But on to the last topic, and it's college football playoffs. College football playoffs might get fixed. Finally, college football might be fixed. They apparently are proposing that we do um, 12 teams. I originally thought just eight teams, just like double it or whatever, but 12 teams is fine too. Just more fucking teams. There's no teams in this goddamn playoffs. There's four. And guess what? Three of them are in the same goddamn teams every year. It's usually always Alabama, always Clemson, and always Ohio State. And then they just go, oh, let's just put another little team in there. Oh, no. And it's usually my Notre Dame, and we usually get slapped around by whatever number one is, either Clemson or Alabama, we stand no shot at all, and it's not fun at all to watch, and pretty much no one else has fun with these stupid bowl games, the, the, the whatever, the, the Taco Bell Bowl. No one gives a shit about the Taco Bell Bowl. The, the pinstripe bowl. I'm sorry, no one cares. No one cares. The players don't give a shit. No one gives a shit. If you have more football that people matter about more, then it's gonna be more interesting. And also, another great take, and part of my take, I thought it was really interesting, Big Cat was saying, a lot of these teams, like Cincinnati, like um, you know Cincinnati last year was something like that. U uh, UCF. It's like guys, if we have a good year, we can make it in the playoffs. Whereas last year, it's like Cincinnati. Your ceiling is maybe top ten. That's your ceiling. You're not making it into the top four. No one's ever going to rank you over Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State, and probably not over like whatever Notre Dame or Oklahoma or whatever the other team that like sneaks their way in, or Georgia or whatever. Those are usually three pieces that sneak their way into the four seed. You're not going to be that. But now, if you're a Cincinnati coach, you could be like, hey, guy, you're a great player. Do you want to lead this team, or do you want to just go to Clemson and be part of everyone else and join the hype train, or do you want to try to lead this team into like, a playoff spot because you'd be number 12? because I think Cincinnati was eight, so they'd be in the playoffs. It's just interesting. And same thing for UCF. We always want to give UCF a shot. We don't want to put them in the fucking four-team seed. It's so dumb. I can't stand it. It kind of makes college football not fun. And I don't see any arguments against it. People are like, oh, there's going to be too many blowouts. No, there's not. No blowouts. Regular in the regular season during the oh I'm sorry I messed up. But during the regular season, whenever it's like one vs ten, that's electric. That's fucking electric. Do we not want to watch that? I'm confused. I'm confused. And who doesn't want to watch this? This is fantastic. And it's just more football that matters more. I mean, whenever they have like the year where it's like oh here's the fucking whatever little bowl that no one cares about and also none of the players care about and it's all the good guys on the team. Fuck off into the NFL draft it's boring, I want more bo- fun football, you get more weeks, you get more time for football, you get more college football, I don't see a problem with this at all, I'm super excited, also college football probably doesn't see a problem with well at all, because they're gonna make more money, and it gives all, it's probably gonna also, the big thing I think is gonna help out scouting, a lot of these teams that like probably had no shot of making it into the top four, and have a better shot of always making it into like the top like 12, I guess, right, they have a better shot of being like, hey guys, you can come here and try to bring a team instead of being a part of a team that just brings you. You could be the one that brings the team to this team, to the playoffs. So I'm super excited to see that. I really hope that gets through. I've been wanting it to get through for a while. But yeah, guys, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for now. Like I said before, I'm going to be introducing things like fantasy football, things like that to the channel when that comes. But thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy. Again, leave suggestions. Like, let me know what you guys want to see. I hope you guys are liking this new format because I certainly am. Um, And again, thanks guys for joining. Peace out.